Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by Drumblebum. Say hello. Hello. How are you lovely gentlemen today? On this incredibly fucking warm day might I add. With an incredibly high pollen count. (laughs) Uh, Yes, on both sides of the channel it is unfeasibly warm today. And you guys are almost as warm as me which is pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, if if this ends with just a melting sound as we all just turn into puddles on the floor, don't worry about it. I'm sure someone will come along and edit it together. Then who was upload? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it's part of our last will and testament. Fucking Jeff takes over the channel. Well, you know what? No, we can't die. We can't leave the channel to Jeff, our neighbour. We can't. No. no, we hate that guy. <laughs> Fuck him. But apart from the heat, are you okay, Matt? Yeah, I'm very good. Good. And you, Snipe? I'm fine. Everything is fine. Yeah, I've got some allergies going on today because even though I've gotten a little bit better through medicine, apparently the weather decided to just come and kick me in the face, so that's <laughs> something. Yeah, so um, I guess we should get a few little bits of housekeeping out the way first. Okay. Um, so for one, uh, last episode was the live episode. Yes. <laughs> it was. Um, so, oh, was. So much fun. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure a lot of people probably think it was just a sweet, sweet dream. Now <laughs> it was, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. So yeah, thank you to everyone who came to uh, came to see that. Um, it was an experience to do all this live, and it was. a little bit nerve wracking because we couldn't, you know, we could barely interact with chat at all because of the audio and whatnot. And yeah, we we had to. We couldn't just cut out the bits of rambling nonsense that we normally cut out. So, like, for example, I couldn't do anything like where, say, I sat down and went, is a good thing for society (laughs) and is the way of the future. And I couldn't just bleep that out or whatever. Are you going to bleep that out? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to bleep that out. Also, I want to say, it's a real thing. If you, you're either a or an neither of which are fucking good and yeah and we can just bleep God, it out gonna, oh that, that felt yeah. good I know we're going to bleep it out so everyone's just going to be like oh, what did she say you, <laughs> it's really nothing that interesting it's just stuff that everyone who is sensible knows <sighs> but we don't have to worry about <laughs> it don't have so. to worry about it drama Matt, do you want to say anything that we can bleep out yeah fuck for- <laughs> oh god no okay that's too far um. <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, um, thank you everyone who came to see it, because it, it was a lot of fun, despite being a little nerve-wracking. Um, I think it's just we hadn't done anything like that before. Oh yeah. Um, likewise, as sort of channel news, um, since the last podcast, uh, we have got a new PC built um, that um, you lot very kindly helped us fund. So thank you very much to thank everyone you. who uh, who pitched in for the new PC build that is fully operational now. Nice. did have a, a bit of a celebratory stream. Uh, played some Doom. That was uh, because you couldn't before. Yeah, basically. on I stream anyway. Could not yeah. stream yeah. Doom at yeah. all before. I mean, it was it was kind of like a uh, stress test stream, honestly. 
Yeah, so, it's super cool. Oh my god! Uh, I do need to have a bit of a rejig of it because um, I've got like the fans um, not entirely set up super efficiently, so I yeah. need to like swap the, them around a bit so it has better airflow through it. But apart from that, um, we, it's we, all we've fine. We've added an extra fan at the top that's kind of sucking cold air in, and the other one's pushing it out, so which is apparently the way you're supposed to do it. So yeah, I think I need to swap a few of those around though. Um, but yeah, so again, thank you very much uh, for everyone who um, who pitched in. And just everyone who just came and hung out with us while we were fundraising. Or just, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, everything's going really well. And it's it's just so nice living in the 21st fucking century. <laughs> and not having a PC that's like six years old. Yeah. And, and trying to keep up with the rest of the video game YouTubers <laughs> while our PC is aging. Yeah. So, Snipe. Yes. What have you been up to in these last two weeks? What have I been up to? I'll fucking tell you what I've been up to. It sounds ominous as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's, I kind of should put that in my Twitter bio. <laughs> so what have I been up to? Uh, I've been a bit of a bit of shit. Actually, no, I, I've not been a bit shit. I've not, I've not been a bit of a shit. I've been working really hard at self-improvement. Oh, good. Because... I'm one of those assholes, you know, coming, like, for desperately trying to force her way out of the uh, the mental illness slump. That's a lot of fun. Welcome to the Massage Pod. We like to have fun here. Um, which da, basically, da, 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 da. Wah, wah. Mental illness. <laughs> Honestly, no one should ever feel ashamed of talking no, about it. No, not at all. It. It's like, oh, the guy, like, you know, it's super, super embarrassing, but, you know, I broke my arm, so I, ooh, I don't, don't really like to talk about it. It's like, well... You do talk about Oh, it. I'm sorry, but dude, dude, I sprained my wrist once, so why don't you just walk it off? It's fine. <laughs> uh, this is true. This is true. Walk on your wrist and walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that's about as helpful as just yeah, try no, yeah, not exactly. to be depressed right. or anxious. To be, actually, to be fair, neither of those are illnesses or such, but st- mm. the point still stands. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I've just been kind of focusing, I've been focusing on my art. And like, I haven't been playing many new games. I pl- I've been playing Overwatch Retribution. Well, the, new the new Overwatch update. New, yeah. And immediately we've lost 50% of our, our uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't dwell on it for long, so we've no. talked a lot about Overwatch over the years. Yeah, no. Uh, over Overwatch over the years, yes. Overwatch Retribution, it's good. Moving on. You can talk about it more than that. No, I'm not going to. Uh, Fables, I've been reading that. I've read the first volume, Longfang sent me Fables 1 because he's a shit. And I've really enjoyed it. The graphic novel, uh, okay. what um, Wolf Among Us, the Telltale game, before we realised that Telltale are maybe not the most innovative games developer out there. What do you mean? They've only been making the same game for the last, what, eight years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really love the Wolf Among Us, and I've wanted to get into the Fables comics for a while. That's what it's based off, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Wolf, the Wolf Among Us is a prequel to Fables, to the Fables comic series. So, like, I do like that, how it doesn't really spoil anything, and it does kind of give you a good lay of the land. So it's, it's quite a good jumping-in point. Okay. Um, so hang yeah, on, I hang on, hang on, one. hang on. Yes. You enjoy it? Yes. And it's a prequel? Yes. Okay. We were asking about this about five or six episodes ago. We were saying, is there a good prequel? Well, movie-wise, not really. No, I mean, But video game-wise, I mean, Metal Gear Solid 3 is, like, the best Metal Gear Solid game. And that's a prequel. Okay. Yeah, I think video games sort of book the trend of like because okay. they're the opposite of movies. Because, yeah, because they they go in line with tech so very frequently. The second or third entry in a series is usually considered the best one of the series. Whereas that's in movies, very it's usually a massive drop off in quality. Yeah, 
All right, we'll, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep looking for a good movie pre- prequel then. Yes. Uh, hey, carry on. Sorry. Um, yes, I, I've been really enjoying that. I've read through, I tore through the first volume. Thought that was fantastic. Um, the art style's pretty decent. It's it's got that kind of old school, eighties kind of comic look to it. Like you know the gritty kind of eighties comics, like um, Watchmen. You know the, the art style okay, that, yeah, yeah. that was drawn in. It's 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 quite similar to that, and it's quite flat coloring wise, which which is it actually kind of works with it because they're not. I think they're like not that old. Uh, I think the f- the first one you've got like the compilation. I think that's from like two thousand and two. I think I might be wrong, but that was at least when that that um, compilation was put yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they're not that old comic wise. So it's just yeah, but whatever. I, I think it's it's fun. But yeah. um... I will say that it was kind of a bit weird going from the game to the comics because the characters act a little differently. Is that I feel, especially because I bought another one. Uh, I bought another Fables comic called Werewolves of the Heartland, which is actually really cool. It's just following Bigby around. Um, main character, Bigby Wolf. He's the big bad wolf. Of course, I think he's amazing because he's a big, big angry papa man <laughs> he is indeed <laughs> he is big angry puffer man and like bill william can quote me on that for his next fables <laughs> i love that the fact that some that... dumb fuck on the internet said big b was their favorite puffer man <laughs> yeah please once again state the name of the person that writes fables <laughs> bill willingham which sounds like a fake name what's your name w- william willingham yeah yes. william willingham yeah <laughs> good good it's fantastic that's fine his parents were obviously very imaginative, yeah. <laughs> very hip and all with it. Yes, um, but no. The the, the, uh, the first one is um, following. I don't. I don't want to spoil too much, but um, of, there is a murder, a suspected murder, Good Lord. happening. Uh, do you remember? Do you know anything about fables or the Wolf Among Us? Nope. Well, okay, I, I know uh, that it's like set in a world where. Like fables and those sort of stories are real or something. Yes, uh, basically all all the fairy tales and stuff are real. Yeah. They're all they they are magical entities, but they are enti- you know they they're sentient beings that wander about. Yeah, um, they flee their homeland because of the adversary coming in and just basically destroying like where like basically their their dimension their home i don't know i haven't got as far in i don't know if it's ever explained properly so they basically flee to the mundane world which is our world and uh they have their own very small community those who didn't get fucking shredded in the wars uh just hang out in in i can't remember where it is a town in america called fable town and i bet they get treated really lovingly by the rest of the people because there's no history of minorities being treated badly in any country in the world. Oh my god! The thing is that the uh, the whole thing is really interesting because like they can't let Mondays or normal people know. Okay. They can't do that. That's like the ultimate taboo. You cannot break that. It's so, a masquerade. So yes, people, a masquerade. So people know that these things are around, but they don't know. No, necessarily. nobody knows. Oh, they don't know at all. That they they don't know exactly. Okay. Yeah. So they kind of they very they they stick to themselves. They okay. don't kind of branch out because like there's basically two places fables go which is fable town and the farm it's so the farm. for people who can't afford glamours <laughs> where they go after they need to be taken out back and it's okay he's gone to live on a farm well the farm is basically just a fancy prison okay. for fables who can't afford glamours so like basically non-human fables like the three little pigs live up there right um and yeah if you don't if you don't keep in glamour which of course is incredibly expensive 
and basically the fable government controls. So if you can't can't afford that and the price keeps going up, then they're just going to have to send you to the farm. Yeah, just so you know, a glamour in this context makes them look human. Yeah, makes it makes them look normal. Yeah. So yeah. They, there's kind of like like the government kind of structure is like like King Cole is the mayor, um, and then there's like the witches that he's got at his his beck and call, and yeah, you've got to buy glamours, and it's just it's ridiculously expensive, and and it's like all this bullshit because they can't like they, I don't think I don't think they're funded. I think they have to basically they have to just sit there and accept donations. So they're massively understaffed, underfunded. They like like. All of them, like all the princes and princesses and stuff like that, have like no money because everything was taken from them during the war, and they're like, "Well, sorry, you know, can't can't help you out." And like, there's like Beauty and the Beast. They're like, you know, they're so used to being money, like of money, that they they really can't adjust, and they're like in serious fucking debt. And it's just like, Jesus, well, this is too real. Because they're sort of a a pocket state within something yeah. else, yeah, exactly. within like a, another entity, but they. It's a secret, so yeah. it's it's like you just set up your own nation state in your own flat, but then didn't tell anyone about it. Yeah, okay, right. so it's actually very like very. It's not grim, but it is. It is kind of gritty. It's but pretty not, grim dark. But it's not in the fucking Frank Miller way, where it's just like I'm going to mention rape because that's really gross and it makes me look like I'm grim and dark and gritty. Yeah, I don't like Frank Miller. He can fuck off. Well, no, yeah, I, I yeah, don't know anything about the guy. I don't it. like his uh, his writing style. I think his writing style is incredibly tedious, and I don't like it. Um, but yeah, no, I think it does gritty in a very kind of realistic way. And I, I love the bringing something so fantastical, like the big bad wolf. He's the sheriff of Fable Town, and how a lot of people are like, even though it's it's prohibited to, you can't judge people based on their on their crimes back when they were in. And then the homeland, you can't do that. But people still kind of do. So, like, you know, you go, oh, yeah, little Jack Horner, he's a fucking little shit. He's, like, he's the same Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk as well. And it's like, oh, yeah, this fucking, he's a shyster. And, you know, because remember all that weird shit he used to do back in the homeland? And it's like, you, you can't judge him on that. It's, remember the amnesty? It's not allowed. And everyone's kind of like, okay, fine. Still don't trust you, though. So putting Bigby Wolf in charge was kind of fun. And then Snow White's, like, the uh, second-in-command. Mm. There's, like, a kind of thing going on between Snow White and Bigby, which is totally awesome. <laughs> and I love it, because I'm garbage. Um, but, yeah, no. I, I really, really, really like it. It's, my biggest problem is that every book costs about 12, 13 pounds. There's a lot of them, isn't there? There's, like, at least 16 of the fucking things. Okay, and I'm right. like, oh, Okay. Well, you, you've got two of them. I've got so. two. Uh, I, re- I read Werewolves of the Heartland, which is actually really fun. I posted about it on Twitter because it's kind of like a... Uh, it's a continuation from Bigby's past because, yeah, he, yeah, he fought in the Second World War. Don't you know? Yes. Bigby Wolf, the big bad wolf, fought in the Second World... Not officially. <laughs> no one asked him to. No one asked him to. He earned every single one of the medals he made for himself. <laughs> but no, he just he just shipped over to Europe and started murdering Nazis. Oh. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> you go big me. As if I couldn't love you more. <laughs> you go and do something like, like, what a sweetheart. But yeah, and it's kind of like, it, it goes on from there and, and kind of how, like, the decisions he's made and things that have happened to him back during World War II, kind of like modern day, come back to haunt him. Uh. And, and like, it, I do like it. It's, it's pretty fun. There are lots of, lots of wolf boobs. 
and wolf dicks in that in that one. Yes, you showed me many pictures. Yes, okay. of I saw Big B Stingle. <laughs> Big B by name, Big D by nature. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> There's also some kind of like like very dodgy themes. I was I wasn't expecting such strong sexual themes in it. I mean, it's only like a couple of pages. It's not really gratuitous. Yeah. It's just like okay. Right. Well, that just I turn a page and well, there it is. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Righto. That's fine. But no, that's not why I'm recommending it. But it's got some fantastic card, like comic violence in it. Good cathartic violence. And yeah, it's just it's just fun to watch Big B fuck about and just be Big B Wolf. Yeah. So yeah, I can hardly recommend the Fables comics. That's very fun. Um, speaking of media. I watched the. I finally got around to watching the entirety of One Punch Man. Okay, yes, it's good. One Punch Man is pretty good. It's very good. I like it. It was a bit, bit sad, honestly, at times. I felt really bad for Saitama. There, there is a a real like. It's like a bitter undertone to it all. Yeah, to the whole thing because he's just kind of pissed off, and the world is constantly trying to find ways to undermine him. Well, I think it's like I think everyone's had a brush with this where. Um, like the base kind of note for it is this guy is phenomenal at what he does. Like he's amazing, but society has put like a bunch of structures in there to make it so that he's, they still, they see him as a failure and refuse to acknowledge that he's actually incredibly good at something. Well, Saitama tests bad. That's the problem. Yeah, he tests bad. And it's like, it's, that's too real. Everyone's had problems with that. Yeah, you know, everyone's had that kind of thing, and it's like, God dang! I, I will. I, I said so to you at the time, if you want that same basic story, but you want the one that's a little bit more hopeful, uh, try Mob Psycho One Hundred. I just want to read. I just yeah. want to read Mob Psycho because of the Body Improvement Club. They seem like total sweethearts, and I love the it. Body Improvement Club. Are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh. you'd love them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're good boys. Good, good boys. <laughs> oh, listen, there. I'm uh, like completely. Off topic, I just remembered because, you know, I noticed them on my face. I have to wear glasses now. Oh, yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah, no, but only when I'm at the computer, which, again, is, is most, most, of of my, most of my day. <laughs> like, I, everything I do, work, fun, is on the computer. Yep. So it's like, well, I guess I'm just basically wearing glasses now all the time. Yeah, the, the both of us went to go get eye tests because we realised that neither of us had had an eye test in about 15 years, minimum. Yeah, I got the... Oh, Mrs. Ward, when was your last eye test? I was like, 20 years ago? And he was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> it's been a while then. I'm like, it's, it's like all the machinery they use now is new. They have so a long. machine that just goes, like, blows fucking oh, yeah, air in your yeah, eyes yeah. at random intervals. Apparently, I scored 15. Yeah, I've, I've never actually had to do that because my last eye test was about the same time as your last eye test. <laughs> oh, dang. They take a photo of like, the back of your eye as well. Yeah. Like they it's basically just cool. flash and it's actually your quite important because they can detect various other issues as well when they're doing your eye test. Mm, well, I mean, the the puff of air in the eye is apparently to detect like glaucoma or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they didn't tell me what it was for. I just thought it was being dicks. Oh, this because this is because like, when I went in there, I ma- I have so many friends in there now. You do, you do. Yeah, <laughs> you were making friends with everyone. No one fucking talked to me. <laughs> it's because you gotta be friendly. I'm friendly. Ish. Okay, I'm actually looking over my, my glasses at you. Now you're just abusing your, your wearing glasses ability. Mm. <laughs> Which I can't. Not yet, not until Tuesday. Because I'm also <laughs> I've also got glasses as well. Yeah, but the thing is I'm long sighted, which means that we're 
Which which explains so much because Wib is short sighted. Okay. And so, like, so, I'd, I'd be able to see something, like, fucking miles so, away. So, yeah, above. long-sighted means you can see long, but you struggle seeing short. Yeah, it's like, like something within, like, two, two, three feet in front of me is a bit tricky to yeah. kind of focus okay. on. Whereas stuff, like, two, three miles away, I can read a book at that distance. It's, I've always, you might be a superhero. <laughs> I've always been really good at, like, distance. <laughs> I think two, three miles might be an exaggeration. Okay, maybe, maybe one mile. <laughs> Yeah, whereas I'm fine up close, but anything about t- over like two meters or so, um, I everything gets starts getting a little blurry if I need to read something. So basically, I will need to wear glasses for like watching TV or like going to the cinema, those kind of yeah. things. But I'm generally fine for other things, so I'll I have them, but I won't actually have to wear them super often. <laughs> whereas so. me, on the other hand, but yeah, no, but no, I made so many friends when I went in there. It was actually. Very interesting. Okay, so I go in and I get my eye test done by this very lovely lady who's like telling me all about like because you do you look at you gotta look at the hot air balloon. Yeah, yeah. You gotta look oh, at still. I remember looking at a hot air balloon. Yeah, it's like a pretty hot air balloon. You gotta look at a hot air balloon, and she was she was quite nice. And then I went and sat down because this place has like eight waiting rooms. And then I'm called up, and this guy's like, "Okay, so we're gonna take photos of your face, and like basically 3D scan my head to see, like, to s- discover the f- the shape of my face, so they can Not figure yet. out what glasses look best on my face." What? Yeah, and then like the guy was like, "Oh, do you have any hobbies? Because they've got to like write down what you do and whatnot. Because oh, name, address, you know, just to confirm and." And, like, any hobbies. I was like, well, you know, like, miniature painting, or, like, video games, or, like, art. You know, basically sat there for 20 minutes reeling off everything I fucking do. <laughs> and he was like, and the guy, he was so, he was such a sweetheart. He was, like, he was, like, just 18. He was like, oh, what games do you play? I was like, oh, a good few, but right now I'm really enjoying Overwatch and Vermintide 2. And the guy was like, oh, I love Overwatch. <laughs> it's so good I'm like really who's your main he was like well I don't have a main I just I always play soldier on attack and I always play Zarya on defense and he's like I love Zarya so much and I was like oh, me too oh my god and we started gushing and he was like well who do you main I was like well I'm not, I'm not really a mainer either and we start talking about it start talking about the retribution update to the point where I'm pretty sure that font would have taken about a minute to complete we were there for like five minutes just shooting shit about Overwatch and so I go sit down and then I get up and I, I go and I get my, uh, I go get my thorough eye test done where they kind of show you like, oh, this is lens number two, lens number three, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And the, like the guy sits me down and he's looking at the thing and he goes, so it says he like video games. You like Fortnite? And I'm like, no. He's <laughs> like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't really like Battle Royale games. We were talking about that. And he's like, what games do you like? He's like talking about Overwatch and Vermintide 2 and... He was it came up about streaming, and I'm like, oh yeah, and no, I've, I've streamed some Overwatch in the past. He's like, you don't stream Fortnite though. And I'm like, no. He was like, yeah, some people go nuts with that because I was complaining that I don't like battle royale games because you spend 20 minutes looking for someone and they get shot and killed by someone you've never seen. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, and I'm watching people on Twitch and all this kind of stuff, you know, while doing my eye test. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he was like, "Oh yeah, so 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 you know, just need to wear glasses when you're on your computer, which is like playing games, which is maybe one, two, three hours, four, you know, that kind of like the whole gamer in joke of like, haha, we're not supposed to play video games for more than an hour without taking a ten or fifteen minute sanctioned rest. Ha <laughs> no one does that. <laughs> we're all. He's garbage. like, he couldn't medically tell me not to do that, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah." 
So then I go sit down, and then there's another lovely gentleman that comes and gets me and to basically talk over my glasses choice and my style that I want. And, you know, he's like, so, you like video games? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And he asked me which ones. I said, Overwatch, Vermintide 2. He's like, do you See? like Fortnite? <laughs> I'm like, no, I fucking don't. <laughs> In a way more polite way. And he's, he's, he's showing me around, like, oh, yeah, try on these. Like, I think, yeah, you've got a wider bridge, so 15 won't fit you, but 17 won't. So, like, what do you do? Like, so, you know, because like, I mentioned, like, oh, yeah, like, I only need to wear these for, for, like, when I'm on the computer, which is, like, all the time with work and video games. So he's like, oh, okay, you know, like, that, that sounds interesting. I'm like, yeah, because I kind of hint at the fact that, you know, video games has something to do with my occupation. And he's like, dang, what, what, what job do you do? Sign me up. And I'm like... Oh shit! It's happened. <laughs> it's finally happened. Someone's gonna. I. I. Someone's asked me about my fucking. So I'm gonna have to tell them I'm a fucking YouTuber. <laughs> right. I was like, well, I. I, I, uh, I do. I do videos on online, and about I do reviews. He was like, oh, you're a YouTuber, aren't you? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I. I wish I hadn't answered that, because. And I was like, yeah, just it's not a fun term though. You know, older older generations don't seem to get it, do they? He's like, oh, Sodom. I love watching YouTube videos. They're great fun. So you know, like, you don't do you don't any videos on Fortnite. <laughs> like, no, no. Uh, and then, yeah, get my glass. Get my the style of frame sorted. I go sit down. After a little while, another guy comes up who's basically there to just finalize my fitting for my glasses and and kind of like measure my, my my where the glasses sit on my face it's it's a weird thing they kind of put a like a little clamp on the top of your glasses as you're wearing them and take a photo of you i don't yeah, know yeah yeah why they do that it, it shows like where where the center of your eyes are in comparison to the lenses so yeah. that if yeah, they can figure out where the focal point of those need to be yeah so i, I go up and the guy's like he sits down and he's like oh he's, he's very nice he's got a, he's got a um a lanyard on that's got the star wars lanyard and on that lanyard, he has a For the Horde button. <laughs> and I'm like, right, okay. <laughs> and this guy goes, he, he goes, you're the YouTuber. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Like, I'm not even going, oh, it was so embarrassing. It's like, no, it really fucking was. Because I was like, oh, God, I hope no one heard that. <laughs> because you don't describe yourself as a YouTuber. It's, it's just, to me, it sounds really creepy and lame i prefer the term content creator it's it's a bit foofy but more people understand it and, yeah. and when you say content creator like they assume you're not well they don't go oh you're it, when you say content creator people are less likely to assume that you might be one of those those youtubers yeah those ones those youtubers that give us all a bad name yeah so yeah, he was like like talking about like he. I don't think he actually. Oh, that was it. You know, he did ask me about Fortnite. He was like, "You're not into Fortnite, are you?" And I was like, "No." He was like, "Oh, thank God, everyone around here plays Fortnite." <laughs> and I'm just like, because he was an old. He was like the oldest guy I spoke to, and I was just like, I have never wanted to hug an optician's employee so hard. <laughs> like, thank you for accepting the fact that I don't like Fortnite because it's kind of well, it's the in game yeah. right now. But yeah, and he was talking about how he's just had a kid, and he was like, so I noticed anything that you, you like painting miniatures. And I'm like, yes, I do. I'm like, finally, something, you know, something that isn't fucking Fortnite, and doesn't, hi, I'm a YouTuber. Because he was like, yeah, what, you don't make videos about Fortnite, do you? I was like, no, I make videos about all sorts, all sorts of different games, you know, we can, different game every week. You know, occasionally we do stuff about 40k, and he was like, mm-hmm, yeah, mood. 
Yeah, the, talking to this guy about, he's like, oh, apparently he had a, like, he had a big Grey Knights army. He also had lizard men in uh, fantasy as well. And he's just like, he's just had a kid, and he was like, I had to sell so much, and I just, I just can't afford it anymore. And and there's just so much time, so I did, all I do is sit there and play Star Trek Online, and I'm like, dude, nice. <laughs> That's completely awesome. And just like talking about 40k and, and shit, and he's like, you know the game cafe we go to? Yeah. He knows the owner. Oh, okay. And he yeah. also knows some guy in, in Birmingham who's basically done the same thing, and I'm ah. just like, bruh, <laughs> yes. So apparently, um, the hive of video games slash 40k player activity is around our local opticians. Yeah, we just need to go hang out there for a little while. It's Everyone I spoke to was so awesome, though. So I want to go make some new friends. Where do you go, opticians? <laughs> Obviously, it's where all, all of our brethren live. Apparently. Yeah, it's because what you do is you go in, you, you, you put your glasses on and go, I can see a beautiful friendship blossoming. I can see it. With my eyes. I can see it now. Thank you for my prescription. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a really weird pocket dimension I slipped into when I went to get it's, some it's, glasses. It's one of those stories that a certain kind of person will just turn around and go, that didn't happen. It's like, no, that's why I'm telling it. Because it did happen and it was so fucking weird. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... It's, it's, yeah, no, it's, it was, that was just so strange. And then I went and had a Subway sandwich. That's the part I'm lying about. It's not. I did actually go. It was really tasty. Yeah, we were, we're quite liking Subway right now. Yeah, it's better than Burger King. Well, it's not. It's better for me than Burger King, yeah. is what I'm saying. Moderately. Moderately. <laughs> well, you say that, but a, a six-inch like, sub is like 300 calories, and a meal from Burger King is about 1,500. True. True. So I'm going to say it's better for me. <laughs> it, probably. Uh, you did mention the board game cafe. We yes. did go there again. We went actually. to the board game cafe and we played a new game. We, we played we, someone that wasn't related to Games Workshop. Yeah, shopping. the guy because we went in and the guy was like, because the guys there are so nice. Like if you just go in and look even remotely lost, they'll come over and be like, "Hey, bud, can I help?" And you're like, "Please, I have social anxiety." And they're like, "That's fine, we all do." So you know, there's two of you. Why don't you play this game? It's fun. So yeah, got recommended Odin's Ravens, which is like a, a tile-based race game. Yeah, you like put down um, cards that have different bits of terrain on them, and you put down 16 of them is like the standard, and you have to go all the way to the end of it, mm. and then all the way back, and how you advance is by having the type of terrain card okay. in your hand that yeah. would get you through that, or you can spend two of any to get get across it. Yeah, to move one space. Um, and there's various low-key cards that allow you to... yeah. Fuck with your opponent or age yourself. Yeah, so what happens is the, the card is split down the middle and you each start on a different, um, basically left or right side. You're either a, uh, the white or the black, or black raven. I had to play the black raven because I'm a massive goth. The little wooden pieces are quite they're fun. super cute. So yeah, what you've got to do is go all the way up the left side to the end and then you go down and loop around on the other side. So if, like, if you make something easier with a Loki card in front of you, so say... You there's like t two forest cards and in the middle there's a mountain card. You can swap around the middle one if the mountain card has like a forest thing on the other side. So there'll be three co forest cards, which means if you have one forest card in your hand, you can skip over all three. Ah, cool. Okay. So yeah, it, it's like as long as it's not interrupted, you can keep going. And you can do that, but then the person who's coming round is going to make them easier for them. Mm, okay. Because you, you all tread the same ground. What we very quickly settled into was... 
we basically, once we'd passed a certain point, we'd just start putting traps behind us so yeah. it wouldn't interfere with us, <laughs> but it would interfere with the person coming around the second time. Exactly. But yeah, that was like, it's quite a simple game, but it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, after the first play, the first like go at it. I won the first round. It was amazing because I like, I managed to have one for every environment card in my hand. So you just like do like the last five things yes. in one go. Yeah, so you can play like any amount of cards you want in your, during your turn, but the maximum hand size is seven. So I put down a Loki card to make me move forward, and then I was like, snow! So, like, f- fucking... Forest. Like, forest. Rocks. Desert. Snow. Win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you were like, wait, no, you can't do that. I was like, oh shit, you're right. So then I put down one more Loki card and then did the exact same fucking thing. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and had... then you beat me handedly the next two times. But it was it was, like, it was, was a hell of a lot of fun. Once you got used to it, um, then it, it was the sort of thing where it takes you like what like five ten minutes to play a full game. Yeah, of it. once it, you kind of yeah. it's, it's fairly basic, but it is it is a lot of fun. It um, is very fun. I have no idea how much it costs, and knowing um, little board games, little well, to be fair, well, card games, it, it'll probably cost either twenty quid or sixty because <laughs> board games don't really have a middle ground price yeah they're, they're getting expensive at the moment as well because i think because that they're like getting more popular yeah, yeah they're like, the in thing they're right definitely now definitely going up in price mm. so i'm eternally grateful to the to you know gaming cafes for just being able to go in and just sample as many as we want yeah so if you do get a chance to have a go at it um can definitely recommend it especially for you max i know that you're you're very much into your board games yeah i have a, I have a list when, I, when it's on to me but yeah you <laughs> Not to give spoilers, but you've played an outrageous amount of board games in the two weeks you were over here, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, very much. Because we took you to the gaming cafe and played some uh, played some Space Crusade with you, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we mentioned that on the last podcast. Yeah, uh, we also um, played some Space Hulk. We also played some well, Space so. Hulk. We played nice. Mission Two, which was fucking crazy. It was Space Crusade that we played, right? Yeah, yeah. Space, Space Hulk, Hulk okay. is basically strictly two player. Okay, so and it's where you're playing as Terminators, going around the corridors, yeah. and then Gene Steelers pop out. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Mission Two was fucking massive. It, we had to like the tables in there extend, and we had to use both the extensions. Yeah, right. And like then we had to put it a bit diagonally because it was so fucking huge. And the 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 guy who owns the thing turned around and was like, because like the starting parameters are, I put down one of my guys in a room. Then Wib would put one down wherever he wants, and I had to be within six squares of two spawn points to win, or kill all the gene stealers, which didn't go very well. And like the guy, like, I went and get got got a coffee, and the guy was like, "What'd you start all the way over there for?" I was like, "Mission two. That's how we got to start." And he was like, "Really? Good luck." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm fucked." Yeah, <laughs> it turns out I was fucked. But I did roll an inordinate, inordinate amount of sixes for the first half of the game. Yeah, so you killed basically everything that came near you for the first half, but then after that you rolled really poorly, and I just and I was just able to completely overwhelm you with yeah. many, many, many gene stealers. Too many flanking positions, especially in Space Hulk. It costs an action point to turn 90 degrees. So I held up in like a corner where I could see two, um, two uh, corridors either way. And like, because Gene Steelers can run basically six, regardless. And my guys, but they have like six action points, and my guys have four. Four. So, (laughs) yeah, like I couldn't turn around enough. I mean, like my my uh, assault cannon guy was the best. Oh, he did great until he ran out of ammo. Yeah, I ran out of ammo, and it was just like I ain't got shit. My uh, my HQ choice got fucking 
pimp smacked immediately. Yeah. Because like they like they've got the um the commander unit behind the bar. So like the first time I played, they were like they came over and was like, You'll want this guy and like I was like, Okay, thank you. And then I went up and asked for him, and they were like, we don't know where he is. Have this chaos fucking... Like, oh, God, what was he? Uh, I think it was... Officially, I think the way it was modelled, although I might be wrong, was a chaos sorcerer in Terminator armour. Yeah. It's like, here, have this guy. And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Which That's is fluffy. Which is a beautiful model. It's, it's, a very it's nice not model. quite a Blood Angel Terminator captain with well, a storm shield and thunder hammer, but... Not quite. It, it's still a very no, cool model. but it was still really cool. And he got taken out of the game immediately to yeah. the point where it was embarrassing to take him back to the fucking bar. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're done already? I'm like, yes. Shut up. <laughs> God, he's like, he's the first one to go. And yeah, it, that took a while, but I lost. I lost pretty bad. It was a tough one. But still, it, it, was, it was fun. I do, fun. I do like Space Talk. It's just a pity that to pick up the the modern version, which has the really, really nice Terminator models in it, is so expensive. It was yeah. a very limited run. Uh, one of the things I most regret... It was a Nintendo-shaped run. Like, let's just what? put out ten of them, <laughs> even though loads and loads and loads and loads of people want it. Yeah, fuck them all. Yeah, it's... Put it... out limited because we don't care. It's like, just I just want the... Fuck you. I always regret not picking up the 90s version of it, because I remember seeing it in a games workshop. The 30 quid, which even at the time, um, that was still dirt cheap just for the amount of Terminators and Gene Steelers you got for it. You know, next time, if something like that happens, we're just going to fucking buy it. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. To be fair, even if we don't end up playing it, then, you know, we can always sell it later on down the line. Oh, that's kind of shitty. I don't know. But still, you don't want to regret not getting it. I mean, to be fair, people have had real trouble getting hold of Greg's. Oh, um, the Eisenhorn model. We were that we've very got. lucky with that um, because well, the majority of them were reserved. We didn't even think to do that. Yeah, so we did pretty well to get that, and yeah, um, I think on the website that's... the advantages of just being able to pop down to um, Warhammer World. Yep. Yeah. Well, apparently they do. St- that is like the one place you can still pick up Greg's is at Warhammer World. Mm. Got a Greg's down the road, honestly. <laughs> not yes. Yes, not not, not even. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not do the Greg's joke again. We did but that up in the video. It's a knee slapper that one. Everyone loves my my Greg jokes. Comment about how much you love my jokes about Greg's. But anyway, we should probably move on from uh, from the board game cafe things. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of board. I can't even say. Well, speaking of board games, drummer, but what have you been up to? Probably board games. I'm um, guessing. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with board games. So. As whoever watched the live Misanthropod know, I was in the UK for a couple of weeks, which was nice enough that it coincided with the 50th episode. I was very lucky. Because <laughs> you were like, I don't, I, I really want to do it live, but I, I just can't work out how to do it streaming from two different places. I was like, well, I mean, if it's meant to be this weekend, which would be the weekend of the 50th, I am in the UK with no plans that day. And you were like, oh. <laughs> this <changes laughs> I guess things. that solves our problems. I guess. Um... So the week, I think I mentioned the week before, because the, the the live um, podcast recording was the middle weekend. The week week before, I played a couple of games, and I was like, this is pretty good, you know, get a chance to do a couple, which we spoke at the Firefly one and the Circus one, that I still don't know what it's called, that I mentioned last time. <laughs> yeah, the, in the five days, or the five weekdays after the podcast recording, I play, I went to play board games on four of the five days. <laughs> Not many then. It was it was pretty excellent because <laughs> I was always like free in the daytime, and I, I was seeing various people, but most people were free in the evening. And I was like, "No, it's daytime." And someone was like, "Oh, we're going to this board game thing." I was like, "Oh, tag along," and then yeah, 
So I, I won't dwell too much on, on going into details on any particular one, but I will just run down um, some of the highlights and just vaguely what they're about, in case people are a bit interested. This is going to be the board game episode of the Santa Pod, isn't it? Slightly, slightly. Um, the board game slash optician. So first up, episode. we played, I think it's called Wasteland Express Delivery Service. Okay. So it's like a... Um, Mad Max pizza delivery. In essence, yeah. Oh, good kind of the postman like um, it's set oh. in a sort of not mad max but sort of probably is mad max world. <laughs> like the board isn't like a board it's like um a load of sort of there's a load of tiles that are probably about as big as you know if you put your hands together to make a circle that sort ah, of yeah. that and there's like 12 of them or 15 of them i can't remember, i don't know so that's sort of randomized at the start of the game but it is all down so you can see the whole map but it is different each time you play it and then at the centre of each one of these, each one of these sort of tiles, there's like a, a place where you can buy stuff or sell stuff or get upgrades and things. And yeah, basically, yeah, you can like there's ammo, food, and water that you can basically go buy somewhere on the board and then deliver to somewhere else. So that's quite a bit of it, and it's got quite a cool like. Basically, the more demand there is, the each place will be randomly selling or buying. And the more places buying a particular good makes the demand higher, so the price goes up. So the prices are constantly changing. So you can go and buy things for cheap and sell them expensive. And and then also there's like a load of weapons that you can buy. And some of the objectives are go and kill this big sort of gangs and big powerful Mad Max dudes. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Nice. A lot of people went down the route of killing, like killing the things. I was some like trucker, and you had like because you each get a character to play as. And my dude had, like, a negative to weapon rolls. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to play as trucker and not be a fighter. And I'm going to see if I can get anywhere near winning without doing any combat and just being, like, a Mad Max trucker. <laughs> How'd that go? I was very close, actually. I got oh, right to the end. I managed to do... Because there's, like, three main objectives out, but you can do, like, sub-objectives, which count towards one of the three if you get the right cards. And it almost worked out, and I was almost did it. Apart from I had to make, like, two more delivery ones, which should be easy, but just the way that... Because it was randomised. I either needed to buy something and sell it somewhere else, or buy... I think it was either food or water. And basically the map setup was nowhere... Everywhere was buying food, but nowhere was selling it. Ah. And everywhere was selling water, but no one was buying it. So I was just <laughs> like, I just need to make, like, two really easy deliveries to win the game. <laughs> but there's just... Oh, not, the board just ran out for me the board fucked you yeah but well, I yeah I only played the once and we probably did everything wrong but I recommend that one it's a big box I don't know how much it cost but oh, probably at least a billion but pounds but the joys of having a, a tagging along to a board game club is that everyone has all the games <laughs> yep so what other ones did you play um, we played so then that was that took up a whole night for one of the nights next next day we played a game called Whistle Stop which is train based so you might like it with I'm I'm down for train-based uh, yes. games. You, yes. you guys are so painfully English. <laughs> you all start on one side of the board, and then you all got um, some cards in your hand, some tiles in your hand, and as you sort of move across the board, you basically need to get to the other side. And you sort of, as you go and get to the end of a track, um, you put down a tile from your hand to carry on the track, and you sort of extend it along. And along the way, you're so it's basically like that scene from Wallace and Gromit, yeah. where Gromit's going along, putting the track down as the Isn't train's that going like an along. Old, like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Buster Keaton sketch or something. I don't know. I I, I know it from sure, Wallace it's like and Gromit. Child, it's not all black and white, like a uh, silent film era joke. I thought. Um, I guess I'm trying to think of a um, review system I can use for this. So, Wasteland Express, I would definitely, I would look out to go and play it again. I would definitely want to play it again. Whistle Stop, so the train one. It was good, and I'd definitely play it again if someone else had it, but I wouldn't go out my way to get it again. 
Yeah. So um, entertaining, but not... But you yeah. wouldn't, like... If you never played it again, you'd be okay with that. Well, no, I'd like to play it again at some point, but I wouldn't, like... I'm not tempted to buy it anytime soon. Okay. Uh, so, fun to play, wouldn't yeah. buy. Uh, after that, we played Azul, which is more... It's a... Azumu? Azul. A-Z-U-L. Oh, Azul. Okay. Yeah. And it's basically... You get, like, these little ceramic patterns, and they're, like, little tile things, but they look like tasty, tasty truets. They're, like, the sa- oh. si- size and shape of, like, a truet or a starburst or a... That's, international that's equivalent. Dangerous. Yeah, I wanted to eat them, and they've got. Like, now I want to eat a bunch of Starburst. And it's just a you grab them from the center and have to map, tile them and then match them to your board and pattern match. And it's a very quick one, but that was quite. That was really good fun. Is that one that you is that is that a buy is that is a that buy a, or a uh, is, you would just play it? Buy it or leave it. Similar to Whistle Stop. I'd okay. definitely play it again and maybe buy it in the future. But like Wasteland Express, I really want to like go somewhere with it soon to play it again. Yeah. Um, next up, we played Heroes of Normandy, which is, as you can probably guess, a World War Two based. Um, I had an inkling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's mostly two player game. Although I think you can play it similar to like you know, forty k is more a two player thing, but you can then just have two people on a side and do it yeah. as four people or whatever. And um, but it's like a, it's not a miniatures game because you don't measure distances. It's like based on a grid. But, and you yeah. don't have miniatures, you've got like little cards to sew all your units. But it is sort of like you have a set number of points and you can buy different units, like infantry units or jeeps or tanks and things. And then each one's got a certain movement, a certain shooting ability. Um, and then, yeah, we played a mission, one of the, so all the missions, you can just like fight each other and see who wins, much like 40k. But there's also like scenarios you can do. And the scenario we had to do was I had to go and rescue some random dog. <laughs> So yeah, it was called like we... sa- saving private Rex or something. The thing was called. <laughs> Good. Saving Good. Private basically, it didn't fire. matter if all of my dudes died as long as one of them survived and carried the dog off the board. To be fair, that's like if I was a military leader, what orders would I give? <laughs> save <laughs> save <dog>. that dog. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a weird one because on your turn, you could so you had like five or six units. You could only activate like three of them on a turn, and you had like a little. Little tiles that said one, two, and three on it, and a tile that had a blank on it, and you put them those four tiles on some units, so the other person could see who was going to be activated, or probably who was going to be activated. But you had a blank one to sort of dummy it a bit. Okay. And then you revealed which ones were going to be activated and did them. But an activation was you could either move or shoot, and it just it took like most of the game to get because usually you go okay, this guy's going to move, run forward here, and then shoot that guy. Yeah. But you couldn't do that because if you moved, you couldn't shoot. It's like so playing a it, game, but everything is a devastator. It just took, yeah, it just took so long. It just took the whole game to get my head around that. Like, tactically, we were terrible because it was like, okay, he'll be able to shoot from here. Oh wait, no, he has to move further, and then he can't. Sh- but so, but if you tried to move them into position, they'd get shot at. So it was like, yeah, what? So it has potential, and I think if you got used to it, it'd be good. But it was a bit weird. It sounds time. like you actively like knowing anything about, like. Tabletop war games has kind of fucked you yeah, in that regard because you were like, "Well, I should be able to move and then shoot, maybe at a disadvantage." And if I if I use two movements and maybe dash, then I can't shoot at all. Or <laughs> yeah, it's like when you play a game that is ostensibly like something else. Your your enough. experience with the other thing is often more of a hindrance than anything else. It's like playing Guitar Hero when you can play guitar. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's yeah, actually a good example. Yeah. yeah. So it was it, it has potential, but like. And I'd play it again if someone else wanted to, but I'm not. I wasn't that bothered to be honest. 
Yeah, um, fair enough. And last one, I played Gaslands, which <laughs> which you guessed with because I said I've been playing a game that we played with Hot Wheel Hot Wheels cars, and you were like, "Oh, you've been playing Gaslands." I was like. Actually, yes. How do you know that? <laughs> he has approximate knowledge of many things. Because I've been really interested in giving Gaslands a shot. Because I've been I've been seeing it on my uh, my Twitter feed, um, coming up people painting uh, yeah. and modelling Hot Wheels cars for it. Yeah. And I was like looking at the rule book and like mm, it's quite expensive, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to give it a shot. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Gaslands is it's it's done by some game company, which seemingly is just one dude. Um. Not entirely sure. I can't remember what the company's even called, to be honest. I got I, I got the impression from looking at the website, it's some dude in his shed. Pretty yeah, much. pretty much. And he's done various other games, but he basically, he just sells, or they sell, I should say, there's the company. They sell rule books, but they don't sell, like, miniatures or pieces or box set or anything. Um, they mostly sell the rule book. And they've done it with various other things, but then this Gaslands one, which is sort of, it's another Mad Maxi similar sort of thing with cars, and it's like a death race type thing. Um... So you buy the rule book and then you buy Hot Wheels cars and mod them yourself. Why do I need an excuse? Paint them yourself and glue guns to them and things. Um, Can I glue gun a glue gun to my Gaslands vehicle? Why would you want to do that? <laughs> why wouldn't I want to do that? Because then I can fuck up other people's cars. <laughs> well, As per the rules. Well, then you get into Iron Man 40k mode where you have to just, where you have to like hit the model with a hammer when it gets destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Iron Man 40k is something that someone's come up with just to make you wince. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. It's horrible. Yeah, that's the worst. Um, but Gaslands was good. We played two games. Um, first one was a bit like a battle royale thing where you just had to be the last one standing. In which three of us rode to the centre and ran into each other and blew up. And then the guy who didn't get there quite in time won by default because everyone else blew <laughs> each other up. So that was over in about two turns. It was quite good fun. Um, I, we were just using pre like some of the guys who played it before had like made a bunch of cars, so we I just picked from them rather than because I was like I don't want to have to you know spec out my own car because I have no idea what I'm doing. And mine had like an exploding ram on the front, so then my whole like it didn't really have any guns, so my whole <laughs> thing was just to drive into someone and explode. And I actually exploded before I drove into someone because I was highly explosive and I managed to <laughs> like on your turn you can like drive forward and you have to like shift gears and then depending on what gear you're in is how fast and how manoeuvrable you are And but if you're in a higher gear you get more turns and it's yeah it's it's really cool it's not it's not quite like anything like the mechanics of it aren't like anything else I've played which isn't doesn't happen that often like usually like oh yeah this like we played the Firefly game it's like oh it's sort of like Space Crusade and you know it's grid based and you can move and then shoot and you've got action points and blah 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 um yeah, it wasn't like anything I played before, so it was interesting. Um, I have noticed it is on, there is a, because we were talking afterwards, Web, and you said you'd be interested, and on Tabletop Simulator, there is, someone has done a Gaslands Good. mod or add-on or whatever they're called on Tabletop Simulator. That uh, that may be a thing that so, I, I think that we should do at, at some point. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. But yeah. That one's a double thumbs up. The second one we did was an actual race, and I think we made the mistake of doing two cars each. So it meant that, and there was four of us, so there was eight cars, and because we didn't quite know Ooh, what we were doing, yeah. it just yeah. took a long time. And like on the races, there's like a, the start line, and then there's like we did like there's like four gate, well gate one, two, and three, and then you had to pass the start line the other way to to finish. And like we were there for like two and a half hours, and we'd only just some of us had got through the first gate, and some of us hadn't. Just because, you know, every time you do anything, it escalates. And, like, oh, okay, you ran into this person who then bounces off into someone else. And it just, 
it's good, but it just takes a while when you don't quite know what you're doing. Yeah, I, I guess that's the problem with some of those sort of games where, like, like some, like some of the the, the for, for playing like a game of forty k afresh or something very similar to it is okay because you've got all of this inbuilt knowledge of how the base mechanics are going to work of, of those sort of games. But yeah, when you're playing something that is completely, completely new. fresh yep. and completely new, <laughs> you've got to learn everything. Yep. And especially like even if it's taking that long with like a group of people that play, you know, board games all the time. So, you know, they're going to be the best people to try and absorb rules. Like if it's taking them a while, you know, that there's, yeah, it's going to be a rough one. Yeah. But it's, it's quite, it's, I'd recommend, and it's interesting, like, the community around it's quite cool. Like, yeah, like I said, like, I think the guy who sells the books does also sell templates and dice, but they seem to be just, like, 3D printed or, like, laser cut out of plastic or something. Yeah. And, like, a load of other people have started making dice and templates and, like, making, like, pr- like mods for the cars. Like, you can get cast, like, guns and various things that people are doing, and, like, they're just listed on his website. Like, you can contact him and he'll just list you on the website for the thing. So if you, oh, nice. so it's like it just seems like a, quite a nice community around it. I will say one of the, my favourite things I've seen so far um, in relation to Gaslands is someone who made a little gang out of Hot Wheels Oscar Mayer Wiener vehicles. Please tell me they had a good name. I can't remember the name, but they strapped a bunch of like the dark, hot doggers. <laughs> they strapped a bunch of um, dark Eldar parts to them. <laughs> Which okay. doesn't sound like it should work, but it kind of did. That's pretty rad. Um, so yeah, I'm going to. Well, this is going to be spiky yeah. things and dildos, isn't it? So. <laughs> At some point, um, I will. Even if I don't ever bother to play the game, I am tempted to just buy a Hot Wheels car just to, for the sake of like a modelling challenge, to make a little little Gasland car. You know car. how every time we walk past a craft store, I go, "Oh, I want a glue gun," and you go, "What are you going to use a glue gun for?" That's what I could use a glue gun for. But I'll just use super glue. It's better for those things because a glue gun would make a lot of excess glue. I, I just want a glue gun, Matt. <laughs> Please. Please just let me have a glue gun. A glue gun. You can have a glue gun when you have a legitimate use for one. I have legitimate uses for a glue gun. Okay, yeah. name one use Gluing for things it. to things. Yeah. Okay, what thing would you glue to a thing? Okay, because no, there's many things I don't... Okay, no, the goalposts now. No, because I don't... I gave you a reason. No, no, no. I gave you a reason. Yeah, but it has to be a specific <laughs> reason. Just gluing things is like saying, oh, why do I need a hammer to hammer things? Okay, to sure. To play Iron Man 40k. <laughs> See, now that would be a reason. Okay, I need it for Iron Man 40k. But you're not playing Iron Man 40k. You don't... Well, no, because I don't have a fucking glue gun. But that it wouldn't even be that good for doing Iron Man 40k. Yeah, but it would send a message. Look, when you come up with a good reason... That, okay, literally, first of all, come up with a reason, I gave you a reason. No, no. Not that reason. Give me a good re- What do you define as a good reason? A specific reason that you actually need it for. Okay, I'm a 40k. That's not... That's a, what I need a glue gun for But you're that. not going to use it for that. I might do. You're not going to because you're too protective over your models and you're not coming near mine. <laughs> So I know that's a bullshit reason. Okay, like, this is the thing. I We're very sorry, everyone. No, 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 I'm not. I feel I'm like not. you should play some I... elevator music in the background while this is happening. <laughs> no, this is half the podcast anyway. <laughs> I want a glugan, Matt. So anyway, moving on. Yeah, right. How, um, how, like, let, let's talk about how many, like, you know, how useful it is to have a glugan about the house. Draw Matt. Thoughts? I'm not even wading into this. <laughs> not a chance. Okay, fine. Um, 
But Gaslands, double thumbs up. Um, yeah, would play again. Um, you can't buy the rule book because it's sold out, and I don't know when it's printing again. But I think you can download, you can buy the PDF actually. I don't know how much yeah. that costs. Yeah, but you want a proper book if you're going to be flipping through it at the table. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much Hot Wheels cars are. I assume they're less than. 40, oh, they're, like, they're like Legos. I, I assume they're less than like forty k models. Um, Slightly. I can say, and this is not because I've been looking eyeing them up <laughs> to do a modification on. It depends where you get them from, but you can buy those cars from anywhere between a pound to like three pounds. Okay, depending Jesus on how Christ. fancy they are. Yeah, it's a bit fucking much. I'll nice. just fuck it. I'm just gonna get a uh, a Predator. That will be my vehicle. It is a, a, a Space Marine Predator tank is vastly the wrong scale. <laughs> okay, then I'll hammer it down and glue gun it together again so it's the right scale. You're just having fun saying glue gun as glue gun. And that's the only reason you're repeatedly saying it, isn't it? <laughs> Shut up. Matt, have you got anything um, else to talk about, please? I do, I do. Uh, quick one on TV series. As we watched um, Netflix has been pestering me about um, Altered Carbon. Oh, I've, oh, that's yeah. in my watch list, yeah. I've had it recommended to me. Yeah, we watched the first episode, and like the premise is quite cool, but I, honestly, I just I was just like, what, spent the whole thing watching it thinking, I'm just a bit bored. I don't know why. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. It's not bad. And I couldn't tell you why. I just watched it, and I was like, this should be interesting, but it's just it's just not doing it for me. And mm. I don't know if it's the mood or it. I think we'll give the second episode a, a chance and see. Yeah, I mean, I do think, like, to get a good gauge on a series, just watching the first episode, because that's often, like, sometimes... Yeah. Some, it, that's often sometimes kind of moulded yeah. in with the pilot. And the pilot, a lot of the time, like, with... Yeah. That, that can just be, shit, what does the production company want? Let's do that I so think we the, get it. Going. I think the big problem with sci-fi pilots is that they have to establish an entire world in the mm. first episode as well, which I think is the biggest problem. So if anyone wants to... Drop an email to the email um, and saying that if I should carry on with it, um, if anyone's watched it, that would be nice. Because I'll probably get around to watching the second episode at some point, but meh, I thought after the first one were just indifference, to be honest. Fair enough, dude. <laughs> um, so I thought I'd mention it in passing. Uh, video games, Fallout is still ticking along. I mean, I wasn't able to play it in the UK because I didn't bring my gaming PC with me on the plane. Yeah. Um, Nerd. Yeah. Um, I played it a bit more. Yeah, I feel like I'm. I feel like story mode is being progressed. Again, I don't want to spoil oh, it. But, yeah. Um. Also, while I was away, and I've been looking forward to playing it since because I bought it on Steam sale while I was away, but couldn't play it because I asked if I could play it on a touchpad, a uh, trackpad on a laptop without a mouse, and you were like, "Yeah, probably don't." And I was like, "But I don't think it's like particularly hardcore." But I would wait anyway. Slime Rancher. Slime Rancher mm. is a very good video game. Cutie game. I th- didn't I name Slime Rancher as my favourite game of 2017? Did Probably. You? I no. think I did. Have we spoke? Did he speak about it on the podcast? Uh, I have. I have. Yes. Yeah, okay. But, um, but he feel, also streamed it for approximately 47 years. There, there is a video of me streaming it, which devolved into just talking about sci-fi with Long Fang for like <laughs> 45 minutes. Excellent. But yep. Um, but no, feel free, feel free to uh, put forth oh, your own it's, uh, opinions it's and observations. It's one of those games maybe. that you play and then you don't realise that your day is gone yeah so you're like oh I'll just do this and then I haven't done anything but the date why, why is it evening now <laughs> isn't it the most adorable goddamn it, thing on the planet it, as well it is adorable it is very adorable um, I'm not quite sure are you angry you can't play it right now what the yeah I was I said when we when we when you first rang up and I was like 
you said, how are you? And I was like, well, I'm a bit annoyed if I had to stop playing Slime Rancher to record a podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could probably be playing it right now. Like, it doesn't, it's not that taxing. So I could probably mm. be playing it in the background. Okay, no, don't. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm professional. But No, but you're thinking about it. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure where it's going. Like, it's, it's good and I'm enjoying it. And it's adorable. And it t- takes time away very quickly. So it must be enjoyable. But I'm not really sure what the point is yet. Have you started encountering the little snippets of story? Um, I've, I don't know. I guess the li- not. there's the little pods that are left around, and you start hearing about the per- and you start finding out more and more about a the person that um, had the farm before you, and b about yeah I've seen a few of his signs yeah and about your previous life from the emails yeah, he gets emails, sent yeah yeah so I've had a, a between few those two it does kind of culminate to a really quite nice ending it's not like there is because there is an actual ending where the credits roll where the ranchers have all been slimed uh where you have slimed every ranch (laughs) um well and it's it's quite a nice little satisfying little little close to a loop and it's it's just kind of nice Ah. uh i i that's kind of slime rancher all over how long did how long ish did you play for it I can't happened. remember how long it took I'm me about, to get to I'm that about point. about 10 hours in at the moment. I played the game for about 40 hours, I yeah. think, before I was like, yeah, I've, I've seen everything. Okay. And I'd probably seen everything, you know, multiple times over, but I was still enjoying it. Yeah, so. yeah. And that's about how long I played it for, yeah, I think. Yeah, because I think I've got to, like, there's, there's, like, four main areas on the main island, which I've got into, but I haven't found the map for the third bit yet. Yeah. And then there's, like, another area on the map that's separate, so I'm not sure what that is. So there's a few yeah. bits. I've got a key lying around, but I don't know a door for it. So there's presumably another door somewhere. <laughs> um, you, you get to a certain point, and then you have to gather a bunch of stuff to open to a to an, an area that is a little unusual, which then gives you access to another area that's even more unusual. Okay. So. I think I might know what you mean. Um, being as vague as possible to not give yeah. spoilers. Yeah, I think I might know what you mean, but we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, enjoying it. Kind of wish I was playing yeah. it right now. <laughs> well, um, we're not long for so, finishing. So now, to so. that end, that's me done. Move on. Finished. See you later, guys. <laughs> no, no, get back here. No. I guess I should probably uh, fill people in on what I've been doing. Yes, Web, what have you been up to? Um, short answer is not that much because um, I've mostly been playing um, between between the, the sort of time of the last thing, Vermintide Two and and Overwatch um, Retribution mode, um, a lot. Put in a normal PVE mode. Well, yeah. We're fucking sick of other people. Stop the clapping. No, it's for <laughs> emphasis. No, it doesn't. It doesn't emphasise. Blizzard, um, fucking get your shit in order. <laughs> But what I have done is I've played a little bit of XCOM, because we did that oh, yeah, as a video. yeah, I haven't seen that video yet. Usually I'm quite good and I've seen your video before we record this. <laughs> Isn't it weird how there was that one, one guy in your squad called Matt Ward who looked like you? <laughs> wow, what a coincidence. Yeah, a, a handful of people, and I guess they're new people who don't know that my name is Matt Ward, um, were thinking that either it was like a really weird coincidence that the random British person I selected to be me in the had, game where you can edit so much about your soldiers um, that it was a coincidence that his name was Matt Ward and obviously there's the ex forty k writer Matt Ward but people were thinking that, that was a weird coincidence or we'd named him as a joke 
and it's no, like his name. It's like no, my name actually is Matt Ward. I'm not that Matt Ward, um, but I we do have the same name. Do you remember when people would send you death threats? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Also, like I I don't know. Like, there's no one listening to this who needs to be told this, but don't fucking send death threats. It makes yeah. you a disgusting fucking human being. I, I've mentioned this on multiple occasions, but I have a lot of sympathy for Matt Ward because, yeah, I have my problems with his writing, but... The um, thing is, like, who, who the fuck knows him as a person? It's like, yeah, he's... Ma- well, I, we know people who know him as a person. Yeah. Apparently he's a nice guy. Well, that, even then, it's like, it's regard- regardless. It's like, yeah, we might not like his work. I mean, his work wasn't like Stephanie fucking Myers, and even then, if you're wishing death on Stephanie Meyer... She's just a fucking lonely, like, lonely old weirdo who just wrote a bunch of fan fiction about her, like a self-insert and some sexy vampire boy. Fucking millions of people do it. Yeah. Get angry at the fact that that was elevated above all else. Don't get angry at the fucking person doing it. Yeah, yeah, um, yes. and God, y- that fucking- yeah, no, and I, I have a lot of sympathy for Matt Ward because I, I received some of the hate that was supposed to be aimed at him, and I was like, wow, yeah, this is completely out of like scale but anyway um yeah people were getting a bit bit confused by that which was kind of funny <laughs> um but yeah XCOM itself um I can totally see why people really like it I haven't played enough of it to sort of really decide how I feel about it because it's it's quite a a, a game with a bit of depth to it and I don't fully understand what's happening in all of it yet well <laughs> yeah there's uh... aliens and they're being naughty <laughs> all over the world and you've got to go and stop them yeah. from, from being naughty. What I've actually, I actually put up a thing on Twitter just before we started recording this, um, where I asked, you know, because we do have um, XCOM 2, so I was wondering if in sort of my off time, um, not not for like recording it or anything, is it worthwhile me carry, like carrying on playing XCOM 1, or should I just go straight into XCOM yeah, 2? Yeah, that is a very good, let me know what they say, because... Um, I would say that people are probably just going to go, go straight into XCOM 2. Um, I, currently, that was winning, but not by much. Okay. Why don't you just play the Bureau, you fucking coward? <laughs> that was the third option, as oh. a joke. <laughs> as a joke. Uh, but I did... Um, so which one? I, there's, I, there's enemy... Hang on. There's there's like... There's enemy unknown, yeah. which is the base f- first game. Well, I say first game, obviously they did the old games back in the day, but yeah, yeah, of the, yeah, new the new ones. ones. Um, then there was enemy within, that That's, I think was the big yeah. expansion for the first one. Yeah. Which was that the one that made it basically like a different game? Possibly, I don't know much about it. Yeah, um, it added a bunch the, of extra stuff, but yeah. And then there was the new, there was XCOM Two, which I think has had a few expansions. The, the latest one, which I can't remember the name of, is apparently like a really like an expansion that is so big that it's basically just a new game that you happen to need the first game for. It also awesome. costs about thirty quid, mm. um, so it's quite an expensive expansion, but it's apparently worth it. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what people say because I know canonically. Um, X, in XCOM 2, um, they basically say, oh yeah, by the way, you lost. Yeah. <laughs> XCOM 1, you lost. The world got taken over. It's like a Half-Life 1 and 2 situation. Oh no. Um, so, so canonically, if I just give up on XCOM 1 and go into XCOM 2, it completely works. But, but I don't know. Um, so I'll see what people say, because obviously I know it's the sort of game which you can put a lot of hours into, and I sort of just want to play the better one of them. So I'd, so if I can just go into XCOM 2, I will. Also because you can download loads and loads of mods for it, so that sounds like fun. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you can get like a bunch of big boss gear, and probably there's probably 40k stuff. I mean, not as much as you Warhammer 40,000 is that kind of up and coming miniature <laughs> war game that everyone seems interested in. There, I think that's the one where there's the mods where you can have huge naked burly men. <laughs> nice. Yeah, play XCOM too. <laughs> I love the Barra Beefcake mod. Yeah, it's a whole. Thing. I've forgotten about that. You basically he's got a bunch of oiled up Chris Redfield wandering around. Yeah, it's slightly him. terrifying. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I'll report back and say and say what uh, what I was the decision I eventually came to, and um, have, we'll have then played some more XCOM. Nice. Uh, the only other thing I have to actually talk about is that um, I mentioned a little while ago. Um, that I've been reading through the Black Library Celebration book um, that we got when we bought our Greg, because um, I've been you know doing the whole read a book at least one book a month thing, and it's been ta- it's taken me quite a while. Not for because of the book being like long or difficult, just things have come up, so I haven't read as much this month. Um, but I've got through the first four of the six stories in it. Now the first two are just forty k related, and they were fine. They they did their thing. Uh, the next two were Age of Sigmar based. Oh, so I wrote them, which was. Interesting. Thank you. Um, and I'd just like to... I'd like to talk about the first one that's in there that's called Bear Eater. And I know these are reprints of something that was online. And... Of stories that I wrote. Okay. I'm just going to say, can, can um, you can talk about that afterwards. So I can, so I can get through this and then okay, you no, can give I me wanna, your... I would like to hear your constructive criticism on my work. You can give the feedback of you as the author and not as... My pen name... <clears throat> your pen name of David Geimer, who is the guy that wrote this. Me. It me. Um, but yeah, so this story is very interesting because it feels like they t- sat down and went, now David, what we need you to do is write a story for the people that like Warhammer 40,000 and want something familiar, but it needs to be Age of Sigmar. So the story in it is about a guy whose name is Hamilcar, Hamilcar Bear Eater, to be precise, which is why his the name of the story is really Bear Eater. That's a cool name. And he is a large man with facial hair who occasionally screams his own name while leaping at people. So <laughs> I'm going to refer to him as Saxton Hale for the rest of this. <laughs> okay, yeah. Fair. And what the story is is Saxton Hale leading this group of other. Um, Stormcast Eternals, who are described as previous mortals who have been ascended to now be, let's just say, post-humans, who have um, this magical armour that they also wield using these weapons that are also magical. Basically, you can find replace a 40k story and replace technology with magic. Mm, yeah, but can they do kissing? Presumably. I don't know. Hmm. It, 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 it hasn't been stated, but there are female Stormcast Eternals. So. Okay, so it's already better than 40k. <laughs> Ooh, what are you going to... Yeah, type out that fucking angry comment because it just for some reason struck a nerve with you, you fucking weirdo. Eat me. <laughs> but they are on a quest to to find a small faction of humanity who's okay. been alone for a long time so they've developed their own weird ways and bring them back into humanity's fold in the name of the Emperor, sorry, Sigmar. Yeah. So they're travelling to different planets, sorry, um, realms, to bring forth or to get all of these facets of humanity to join the large... 
I just I'm not I'm just going to say the word imperial collection yeah a collection of of imperials and you know this one might have been infested by chaos maybe we don't know oh no see that's in your big imperialistic kind of gathering you don't want to have a sudden a sudden backlash like heresy I guess is the word against the status quo (laughs) but yeah so it it basically follows this basic plot of like the first chapter of any given Horus heresy novel that's like the introduction to that that um legion like it's really bizarre to be fair i kind of dig it um so yeah it was it was a little unusual to read because it was like you could like replace a handful of words here and it would just be a heresy era story (laughs) you wouldn't have to replace that many words either it does sound like it's a good gateway it would be uh, i imagine uh, i imagine it would be a good gateway the second one was a lot better and was sort of telling its own thing of, of sigma trying to looking back into the past of a guy who could have attained godhood and you know it's it's an interesting an interesting because in in Age of Sigmar, um, Sigmar is now a god as opposed to just being like the super powerful king guy. Yeah. I think I don't know. The much. horned rat joined chaos. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it Good was old horny rat boy. It was an interesting read because I'm like sitting there going, I don't know what's going off, but these are basically space marines. I understand why some people started calling them like yeah. Sigmarines. Yeah, yeah. It's... Age of Sigmar just annoys me. I liked the setting of fantasy. I hadn't played it for a long time, but it was different enough to 40k for it to be worth existing. Whereas now, I think I, that's the thing. I, I, sorry if anyone does like it, but as far as I can see, Age of Sigma, in terms of gameplay and story, is just inferior 40k. And I just kind of <laughs> don't see the point. Dude, if that's the way you feel, that's the way. Yeah, you feel. I mean, maybe if I get 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 back got back into it, like I'd appreciate it more. Mm. But I'm just I'm. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a sci-fi person as opposed to fantasy. I'm not massively into fantasy. Yeah, no, I anyway. quite like the fantasy. You got to use like, especially because mm. I, I quite liked the. Um, I had an empire army, and he had like loads of like tech things. I had all the cannons and like twizzly round big cannons and twizzly round big. Cannons. Well, they were called um, something Hellblast. Twizzly round big. Cannons. I can't remember. Um, but twizzly round big cannons. I don't know, and it was yeah, and you got to like have like hordes of. Skeletons all rank and file coming towards you. You get to have a cannon shot straight through them, and I don't know. I quite liked it. I think the thing is, is that um, I, I think it, I guess no one was playing it, so that's presumably yeah, that, changed. So that was the thing yeah. that it was. It just it didn't, was the minority kind of. Yeah, it didn't do the numbers that they needed to kind of justify the whole range. And to be fair, I think the whole doing the whole Age of Sigma thing sort of let them off the rails a little bit to be able to do new things with the setting. Yeah, but it's a different setting. It's not. Yeah, because it's, it's a whole new yeah, setting. It's, whole, um, it's light, 40k light with realms instead of planets or whatever. Yeah, like I said, I don't know how much in when you start reading more stuff in it, how much this comes up, come, you know, how much it feels like that. But like I say, just reading this one story felt like it was like, yeah. we need the people who read 40k novels to like this. Let's make something as close to it as we can get without like just name dropping <laughs> characters. So yeah, um, but it's it's interesting. I've got the two stories I've got left are um, are both heresy era stories. Uh, one of which is written by Aaron Dembski Bowden, so I'm happy because he's my favourite library author. So he's a nice boy. Nice. Um, oh yeah, the other story that was in there was talking about how Lucas the trickster um, did but, his yeah, trial. With Twelve women and then fucking one. No, no, it was it was after it's him doing his trial, becoming a space wolf. Like when so he gets he's doing the uh, okay, when he gets thrown out into the wilderness and has to find his way back and kills the um, doppelganger. He slept with twelve sexy lady bears that night. Yeah, we've all heard. He, this he story. slept with twelve doppelgangers, and that's how he got the pelt. Yeah. That's how he got the pelt. Yeah. 
Well, they put it over over him because he was so sleepy of having yeah. had sex with 12 he sexy m- doppelgangers. He may also kind of eat his way out of the inside of a kraken. Vor. <laughs> okay. Um, Vorhammer comes back. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I'll uh, I'll give my report on the uh, the last two stories once I've got through them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's all I've really done apart from the obviously the stuff that we've done done together, like the board gamey stuff and the, and the doing all the streams and the live stuff. So uh, I guess all we have left is to do the questions. Ah, questions. So do we have questions? We have Matt? we have some questions. Yes. Oh, and good. where should people send that? Which you should send your questions. Where should people send their questions if they want us to? Answer them. They should send them to OnlyDrummerMatt at SnipeAndWib at gmail.com. What's that again? OnlyDrummerMatt at SnipeAndWib at gmail.com. That's a fucking stupid email address. Yes. And the first the first at is the word at. Yes. yes. In case you try to write an email address with two at symbols in it. <laughs> I wonder how many people have tried to send us a question. I mean, I wouldn't blame them because it's a stupid email address. It's oh, yes. the stupidest email address. It is in the description, so, you know. Um, so some of them are questions. So for the first one, uh, Wesley emailed in to ask if we, and more specifically you, Wib, have seen um, Stage 9. It's a group of people um, recreating the Enterprise D um, oh. in the Unreal, I think, 4 engine. So you can, like, wander around inside it and explore. You, you know, um, I think I have heard something about that, but I didn't know that was the name, and I've not. I think I just heard it like idly mentioned on Twitter or something once, and I never checked it out. Okay, no, um, they, they're called Stage Nine. Is the okay. I don't know company or group or person possibly. I assume it's not just a person. <laughs> that definitely um, sounds like something you'll be interested in. Yeah, I'll I don't know how you do that. it. Like you can download it, but I don't know if it's like a game because if it's Unreal Four, I guess it's just a whole game. It sounds like it would just be an executable or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I watched some videos and saw some screenshots, um, but I haven't actually checked it, checked out. That that sounds like if it is something I can just run, then then uh, <laughs> that sounds like something I might be able to talk about on my dumb little side channel because I've not yeah. made any videos for that for a while. So okay, yeah, you haven't made any videos for your channel. Oh, you're a dick. <laughs> no comment because that would be mean. Because that would be mean. But yeah, so thank, thank you, for, you, thank you to that person for, for appropriately you know named that. Wesley. So I mean, just oh yes, yes. Shut up, Wesley. No, don't, Wesley doesn't. Wesley told us good information. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> I'm kidding, Wesley. You're amazing. Thank you. Um, next up, Kyle emailed in to tell us to not ever, don't ever change. So that was nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> not even my my self destructive behavior. Well, okay, Kyle. <laughs> okay. All that work you've been doing with the therapist. Fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> No, I'm joking. That's a very sweet thing to say. Thank you, Kyle. Um, and like their last point was they sent a picture of their doggo. Oh, good. Cool. Um, she's called Bracken and she's an eight-year-old collie. And I will tweet oh. this out. If you remind me when you put the episode live, I'll tweet yep. it. We've got tw- Twitter permission, so I'll tweet it out then. Sweet. Good. You guys can good. see it then as well because it's in my phone, which is in a different room. Sure. Yes. You'll see it on excellent. the day as well. But she's excellent. Doggo hype. Yes, doggo hype. Uh, mm. Next up, uh so an anonymous person um, wrote in and it me well no it's not because it they you. want to stop being anonymous so they need a name so snipe okay. huh you're a random name generator I am <laughs> what internet name should this person use on the spot Greg <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know anything about this person in which to name them. Yeah. Have they given, like, some... Do they like pie? I mean, yeah, who doesn't? Uh, some people don't like pie. No, they're not people. Mm. <laughs> well... That's that's a very hard-line stance <laughs> you have there, I man. Think... <laughs> I realise this. I, I'm panicking, so my brain's just defaulted to the beast of burden. Okay. Okay. Because I heard Matt Mercer say it, and I love him. <laughs> and it just stuck in my mind. So, so instead of the Beast of Burden, you should be the Beast of Burberry. Not the Beast of Bodmin. Not the Beast of Bodmin, that's ridiculous. No, the Beast of Burberry, because I was thinking about Bramble Jam, but then that made me think of, whoa, Black Betty, Bramble Jam, and that makes me think of Tom Jones's hair. And he probably wears Burberry. Your mind is a terrifying place. That's how my mind works. It's no fucking wonder I can never understand what you're no, talking about. So extract a name from that. Yeah. The Beast of Bramble Jam. The Beast of Burberry. That's what from that want. fucking bizarre stream of consciousness you just heard, find you, a name. You, you literally bank on my stream of consciousness. That's what, Every time you write a script, you sit there and go, I need you to just sit there and panic for five minutes and just run your mouth. And then you write that into the script somehow. Yeah, that's pretty true. So yeah. don't fucking sass me about my fucking stream of consciousness shit. Hecker. Sec- I, hope, I hope that helped, Anon. Hopefully. Um, their second point was that they've been led to believe that um, Snipe enjoys the Witcher series, or at least very least the books. That's alright. So they were wondering if you've ever played The Witcher 3. The what now? The Witcher 3. The Witcher... Oh, they have a third one! Yeah, they were wondering if you'd heard of it. What? Wh- where is that in the book series, then? <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's probably after Sword of Destiny. I mean, I don't know. It could be a probably. prequel, I think so. Who knows? Who knows, Who knows no. your relationship with The Witcher 3? <laughs> I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Okay, and last up, I'm gonna. I'm, so this email I'm going to read all of because it's a glorious email. Right, okay. okay. Dear Drummer Matt, holy fucking shit, dude. I just watched the live misanthropod and the horrible jelly bean eating thing. I've always envisioned, envisioned you as a nerdy little British guy, not this rugged hunk of manly beard beast that you apparently are. Good job, mate. Your beard oh makes the world God. a better place. Best regards, Swordbiter. Oh my God. Okay, first off, skinny, like, nerdy British guys, still hot. <laughs> um, so there's some follow-up for this. So P.S. Regular Matt's beard is also very good, so there's no need for beard envy. Just because someone else has a bigger one doesn't make yours small. <laughs> PPS, all beards are important, not, um, but the most important one is the one you have in the inside. And he thinks that Snipe has a lovely inner beard. Thank you. I was just going to ask, so thank you so, very much for yep. that. Um, PPPS, um, they unfortunately don't have a, a dog, but they've sent a cat picture through. Who's called yeah, okay. Jane, she's a dainty lady. So I'll tweet that out okay. as well if anyone else is. Good, just, good. just so we're not exclusively doggo-focused. Um, apparently we can use her picture in whatever, in brackets, specified, non-sexual manner you want. <laughs> well, so, well, I've got no ideas. Uh, yeah, that's all your ideas out the window. Not really. Um, PPPPS. I almost forgot my question. Um, but I've got around <laughs> asking a question now. Um, if you guys were any sort of normal, so non-Astartes humans in the 40k okay. universe, what would it be and why? I want to be an Inquisitor, because then I could literally eat chow mein for every meal of every day and if anyone had a go at me for it I'd kick him out of the airlock <laughs> I mean, yeah okay yes, yes, you see I think I have stated before that if I was I would 
realistically, I'd probably just be a member of the Imperial Guard and get eaten by a Tyranid. Um, That's the thing. I'm idealising it. Yeah. So I, I'd probably just be like, I'd be the skull on a war boss's arm. <laughs> uh, but if I could pick, you know what? Let's let's go for something a little bit a little bit different. I'd like to be like, say the uh, the captain of a large imperial ship. Cool. I'll hire you to bring me chow mein for every meal, and if you okay. have a problem with that, I'll kick you out the fucking ass. That's fair. <laughs> Secretly, I just I just want to be a, um, a gender swapped um, Latara Saren and fire the Ursus claws at people. Everybody wants to be Latara. <laughs> Everyone, so it's okay. Uh, so I'll hire you to fire the Ursus claws at people. <laughs> to fire the Ursus claws at people, bring me Charmaine for every meal. Otherwise, I'll kick you out the airlock. Okay. Yeah. What would you be, Matt? Um, well, I mean, the only thing that I would do in that sort of thing, I, I some sort of because they don't really have scientists or things because they don't really do the whole. Look. You'd be a tech priest. Well, you could be a member of the Mechanicum. Yeah, but that's kind of I don't know. So you basically re- speak in binary. Well, that's, yes. that's more that the, the Mechanicum are more, as far as I see it, mechanics mm. and fixing old stuff rather than the inventing mechanic- new stuff. Mm. And like the actual inventing new stuff on paper, I could probably do the fixing things in real life. If it's anything like fixing a car, I cannot do. <laughs> so, I'd be a jan. I'd be a janitor somewhere. Let's not beat about the bush. I'd be as I'd be if I was anything that wasn't already dead. I'd probably be a servo skull because I'd be terrible. <laughs> I I don't know. People I, would throw like rolled up bits of paper it, at me as a, just something. To it do. should be noted if you were crap in forty k, you wouldn't be a servo skull because generally that's a sign of honor to be made into a servo skull. No. You'd be a servitor. That's what I meant, servitor. I'd be a sniper tour and everyone would be like, this thing sucks and just kick me about a bit. <laughs> to be fair, kick me out of the airlock. To be fair, Matt, there are places that do still do R&D. It's just very slow and very I'd, dogmatic. I, I'd, I, I would have been born on one of the human worlds that the Tau then expanded to and I'd join the Tau Empire and be a scientist for them. That's fair enough. I've joined the Inquisition just so I can purge people like you, yeah. but not really. <laughs> I want you to invent a new type of chow mein. That kicks people out of it. I'll invent an anti-purging cream so you can't purge me, and then we can hang out. <laughs> so anti-purging cream. It's like um, it's like um, suntan lotion. <laughs> you put it on, it's like SPF. SPF one thousand. Except it protects you from exterminators. Yeah, except the P stands for purge, not protection or whatever the whatever it stands for in SPF. Uh, yeah, I don't sun. Yeah, SPF snipe purge factor. Potato baking factor. Yeah, there you go. What snipe purge factor? <laughs> so, are you telling me in the forty-first millennium when I'm obviously going to be in like this radical inquisitor doing doing, doing uh, nose bones, doing nose bones and kick flips everywhere because yeah. I'm so radical that they will actively not only create. And I'm talking you. You will create. Patent, distribute on a trans-global scale, specific cream designed to protect people from me. No, to protect people from being purged by you, specifically. Okay, okay. To yeah. be and fucking... in my defence, I'd only yeah. patent it until I'd make back the research and development costs, and then I'd release the patent for everyone. Okay, you know what? That's that's rad. That's yeah. rad. And then there'd be like all sorts of other knockoff. Like, what do you? What would you call this anti-purging? Like, snipe protection purge protection fucking whatever <laughs> what does it stand for spf uh, snipe purge factor okay so yeah what would you call it i don't know I, yeah I, I, you, you'd need to get a name guy yeah 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 it need to be and the name the name would be trademarked because then you'd sell it as like the original 
Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. other people could He's, use it as well, but if someone wanted the original, the original like anti snipe purge cream, yeah, trademark registered trademark. But pe- in in the Copy. comments, people people tell us what this should be called. Yeah. You know, because we snipe can't... be gone. Well, it doesn't get rid of me. It just means if I purge you, it doesn't do anything. Purge be gone. <laughs> Up, that, okay, yeah. purge be gone. Well, I mean that yeah. doesn't. Yeah, that could work. Snipe purge be gone. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit unwieldy. Well, I'm not a name guy, but no, like, so we have like it's SPF 1000. So do I go above a power purge level of 1000? Like, is is like 1000 my my super mad? I I, th- I think these are um, minor concerns that will be worked out going through the prototype phase. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Their, their very last point before we move on is just they also said PPPPPS. What your favorite equipment would be? But I think we've all established it would be the SPF cream of some kind. Oh it yeah, we'd all, we'd all the, carry the it. The purge factor cream. Yeah. What well, we've, we've established that we'd all need it because apparently the only thing this Inquisitor would do, the Snipe Inquisitor, is kick people out of airlocks. So <laughs> only we'd all need if to... they didn't. Only if they had a problem with me eating like bad stuff for dinner. If they were like, oh, maybe you should eat more vegetables, I'll just kick you out of the fucking airlock. How dare you say such a thing? to So me? what you're removing in this economy? Anyone, anyone who cares for your well-being, out the airlock. Immediately. No, anyone who's like... T- t- <laughs> the thing is, it's the fucking 41st millennium. I'll just have like a servo like, thing in my stomach. So that everything that I eat will get turned into something magically nutritious. What, like there's just a servo skull buried in your stomach that just spits out all the bad stuff? Yeah, I have like a zip. <laughs> just whenever you... you whenever well, no, you... I have a servo skull in my personal quarters. I go and I unzip my belly... And it just reaches in there and pulls out all the food that's bad for me and leaves, like, maybe a couple of bits of onions or whatever it is. I don't think you understand basically anything about <laughs> biology, science, technology, or... Well, really See, this anything. is the kind of talk that gets you kicked out of the fucking airlock! <laughs> so, anyway, um, I guess we will say goodbye for now, then? Yes, I think we probably should. Um, and we'll catch you in another two weeks. Thank so... you for listening, and be sure to... Eat lots of vegetables. That was said so uncertainly. I don't believe you. I will. I, I wasn't paying much attention. Um. <laughs> I noticed. The heat has gotten to me. Is, I can't yes, function. Uh, so eat lots of vegetables. Drink lots of Do eight hours of drugs. Drink your milk. And we shall see you in two weeks. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.